What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. Back with you all over the major platforms, the ML Sports Platter, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, anywhere you get podcasts on your smartphone device. Find the ML Sports Platter on your search tool, and of course, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Camilla's Golf Club, and our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub. Head on over there, Harrison Street in downtown Syracuse. If you're in and around Central New York, if you're coming home for a special occasion, you're from the area, go over there, check it out, man. I'm telling you, great beers on tap, the best darn Angus burger in town. The Al and Angus Pub is the official pub of the ML Sports Platter. You can grab gear in the showcase, and of course, gift cards are available for any occasion. For more, visit allenanguspub.com and make sure to get your business lunch catered from the Allen Angus Pub as well. I am thrilled to bring on to the program for our special Saturday podcast, previewing the Patriots and the Bills. Well, the guy who's going to be on the call, Ian Eagle, NFL on CBS, play-by-play man, Ian, thank you so much for a few. Uh, doing well, Mike. Uh, this is one of the more enjoyable sports weekends of the year when you get the playoffs rolling in the NFL, you get these interesting matchups on the wild card level, and then projecting forward, you see where teams are headed. Uh, teams that had good seasons that end quickly, teams that may have not had the kind of seasons that they expected, but then turn it on in the playoffs and it seems to happen every year in the NFL. It's rare that it's always chalk, chalk, chalk. And considering how unpredictable this season has been, Mike, we would have to presume that there are going to be some surprises along the way in the postseason as well. And in this particular game that you're calling in Buffalo between the Patriots and the Bills, they're division teams. You know, they, they play each other during the year twice. Yeah. They They've been playing each other for years and years and years. Allen now has experience against Belichick and vice versa. It's very hard to just slip something in there and surprise the other side. Having said that, you hike the ball, you see what's out there, it's the execution, it's timing, it's rhythm, it's maybe finding something, if somebody takes a chance and you read it, those little things. So that brings me to this question. What do you think are actual keys in this game for each team? Well, the obvious one that hits you over the head with Mac Jones and New England is simply turnovers. When they've taken care of the ball, they've won. Uh, The numbers bear that out. When they've turned the ball over two times or more, they're well under 500, two and seven. Rookie quarterback, we understand mistakes happen. He's handled himself so incredibly well in his first year. He brought a mature attitude. He brought a presence He recognized that leadership is earned and it's not something you automatically have just because you're named the QB. It took a little bit of time, but I think he's bonded with each of his offensive linemen, his skill position players, guys on defense. That's what a true leader does. And he's tried to to do that from day one. Everything, as we know, can be put down on paper and we could list exactly what the keys are. And then you have this one aspect that can change the game plan. And that's the elements. The first game between these two teams. I'm sure Buffalo went in, Mike, with the idea, okay, we're going to make a statement. We're going to show who's the boss in the division. Yeah, New England has shown some signs, but 
Uh, if you're the Bills, you're you're thinking, hey, we're the defending champions. And then the wind hits and everything is thrown out of whack. And the Patriots were prepared for it. They rushed the ball uh, like very few teams ever do. They dominated on the ground. They pulverized the Bills in that category. And that's a very dispiriting way to lose a football game. And I think it affected them to the core. There was a reason why the Bills were so emotional after that game. And Sean McDermott in particular, uh, who you know, basically acknowledged that uh, we got to fix some things. We got to change some things. And not just the physical part, maybe even the mental part. So the second game, which Charles Davis, Evan Washburn, and I worked in New England, you felt a different vibe from Buffalo. It was very personal. Josh Allen was masterful in that game. He had full command in that game, and he was the best player on the field. And I think the Bills are using that as a way in which to synthesize their preparation for this game. They believe they're the better team, and of course the cold weather is going to come into play but they believe they can fight through it and that uh, they're going to be advancing in, in the playoffs. I know New England's confident, and Bill Belichick has always got some tricks up his sleeve, but you nailed it, Mike. These are familiar foes. Uh, there's not a whole lot of mystery surrounding what these two teams like to do, and they know each other so well. How much stock do you put into time and time again going to the playoffs, that experience, winning and losing, uh, whether you win a championship or not, because this McDermott, Bean, Allen, you know, sort of group has now been in this thing a few times. They were one yep. win from the Super Bowl last year. They've won two division titles. They've played in the postseason. Now this year it's going to be a lot different with a packed house uh, in Orchard Park against New England versus you know those partial crowds against the Ravens and Colts respectively. But how much do you take stock into? Hey, they're back. They know the situation. They know how to prepare. You know that that it seems like we always pick Rodgers, Brady, you know Packers, the old Patriot group, and all that because these yeah. guys are there all the time. It, you know, it's like the Jeter Yankees. Well, they've been there before. They're the favorite. How much stock do you take into the Bills part of it that they've been there over and over again in this game? Yeah, and immense amount. Uh, I believe that plays a very large role in approach in being comfortable in your skin and what you do and playing at your best, your optimum ability, because your mind is at ease. A year ago, our crew worked that game, that Bill's Colts game, and there was tension leading up to it. Yeah. The team had performed so well during the regular season. It was a breakthrough year. Josh Allen performed like an MVP, didn't win the MVP. He easily could have been in that conversation. So, Everything that led up to it, I could feel the stress levels growing. And when Phillip Rivers' last pass as an NFL quarterback was knocked away at the end of the game, there was a release. There were only 6,500 people in the stadium, if I remember correctly, last year. It felt like there were 65,000, but there were only 6,500. Yeah. And even that felt like a win considering the COVID season the NFL went through. Now we're talking about 70 plus thousand. We're talking about an atmosphere that Bills fans have been dreaming about for 26 years. Playoff game, packed house, the favorite. You're supposed to win the game. 
So what you're laying out, uh, I think, is really important for Buffalo. The fact that they got through that last year is a big step in this league. And it's no longer a nice story what the Bills are doing. The Bills believe they can win the whole thing. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, it's been consistent winning now. You think back to what it was like prior to this combination, and it was really a long, dark road in Buffalo. A lot of coaches, a lot of quarterbacks, and a lot of misses along the way. So the consistency now, the stability of this team, uh, it's, it's impressive. And in the NFL, what do we believe to be the worst place to be in the league? is irrelevant when you're irrelevant what the giants are going through right now what the jets are going through right now when you're an afterthought when people are talking about the league on monday mornings or tuesday mornings that's the worst place to be buffalo has gotten out of that abyss and now they've got a real team that in a wacky afc there's no reason that they shouldn't feel like they could be the best team and go to the super bowl couple more for Ian Eagle. NFL on CBS will have the call of uh, Patriots' bills in the frigid weather here in the ML Sports Platter. You know, I, I make no secret about it. I am a, a diehard, psychotic Bills fan. Going back to, you know, being five, six years old, getting into it, and then all these guys, Kelly, Reed, Thomas, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, you know, Tasker, Daryl Talley, Cornelius Bennett. I got Bill stuff on the wall as I talk to you. I got five Bills helmets on my desk with my computer. I make no secret about it. I love the team. I love the town. I love the fans. Um, and as we were building up to this week, uh, I kept thinking to myself last week, you know, I'd, I'd rather have the Chargers. <laughs> you know, and I know, I know, I, I know that the Chargers put up a lot of points. You do too. You know, you you've seen that team. Herbert, Allen, Williams, Austin Eckler. I mean, gosh, they 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 could put up 30, 35, 40. But it's the Patriots, and it's running the risk of, gosh, if you lose this game from a fan perspective, Ian, that offseason is just brutal. I get it. And, you know, trust me, anyone that does this for a living was a fan at some point and was fanatical about sports. That's what brought them to uh, wanting to pursue a career in media, announcing, talk show host, uh, writer, reporter, you name it. So I get all of that. There is a defeatist mentality that comes into play sometimes that you have to get over that hump as a fan, as a, as a observer. And I know all the storylines that'll be out there if the bills were to lose this game, but I don't think Josh Allen is thinking that way. And that to me is the most important part of the equation There was a time with Josh, not to say that he was questioning himself. I think he always had confidence. But there was a time, year two, where the questions were popping up. Could he harness all of this ability and funnel it to a consistent, dynamic quarterback, week in, week out? And just talking to him. Uh, on our Zooms, because we've gone back to Zooms in the last few weeks based on what's going on around the country. There's just a different vibe to me from him year one, year two, and now where he's at leading this team, recognizing that this city, this area 
is uh, putting him on a pedestal. He's year four in the NFL. He has become a master at his craft. And he knows as well as everybody else that you're judged on these moments. That's where your legacy is left in this league. Uh, When you look back, when you hit a certain level, it's playoff games. And for the Bills, Sean McDermott as well. I I believe that there's been an exhale from McDermott. I I really do. I think there came a moment somewhere over the course of his tenure with the Bills where he recognized that, okay, I'm a head coach. I've been accepted as a head coach. I've had success. And I've got to just get my message across to my team. And I've got to do it in a way that is consistent with what this franchise believes. And I think that defeatist attitude has has floated away. I think it has dissipated. Yeah. And I think a lot of these guys, too, you know, they know whether people believe it or not, you know, windows are open in sports and then they close. And in the NFL, boy, yeah. they open and they close quick. And, and Big time. It's Dable. It's... Leslie Frazier, it goes, it goes in so many ways, so many levels. These guys have been together for three, four years. I mean, this is a, this is a big thing. I mean, there's long tenured bills who have crossed over into this. The, the group's been together. Edmonds, Milano, they brought the band back together. The offensive line is finally intact. I think these guys realize, Hey, you know, the window's open. People are saying three, four, five, six years, we got to do this, but really the time is now. I, I think they have a very, very, very strong understanding of that. Do you believe that? Oh, very much so. And you're right. I mean, just look at their secondary, the chemistry between Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Both came over yep. in 2017. Levi Wallace came over a year later. Uh, Tredavious White was a first-round pick in 2017, not a part of this game, but certainly a big part of the ascension of the Bills. Taron Johnson, 2018. Uh, Jaquan Johnson, 2019. Uh, you see a trend. This has been building. That's just the secondary. Yeah, uh, They built it in maybe a little different way uh, at the linebacker position. Edmonds, a first-round pick in 2018. Milano back in 2017. A.J. Klein comes over last year. Hughes, the longest-tenured guy that you're going to find on that defense. He's been a part of this thing since 2013. Latula Lay, 2018. Oliver added in the draft. Addison added last year. They've just done it the right way. And it's hard to be really good for an extended period of time in the NFL because of everything you just alluded to. You lose a coordinator. You lose an important coach. You lose a player in a free agency. It's hard to keep the group together. Injuries. Injuries. All of it. And for the Bills to be here, division champions once again, hosting a playoff game with a full house in Western New York, Uh, That's to be celebrated, but look, you know it, I know it, we're not naive. You got to back it up and win the game, because if you don't win the game, all of the things that I just talked about, uh, it gets put on the back burner, and you start thinking about what the team has to do next. If they can stay the course, if they can keep this thing alive, in their evolution, it feels like the next step. New England, they've been there. They've won the championships. They've been the the most successful franchise in sports now over the last 20-some-odd years under Bill Belichick. This was supposed to be a bridge year. You know, we did the game last year with Buffalo hosting New England. Cam Newton is driving down the field 
with the Patriots. He fumbles the football. I think Zimmer may have popped it out. Yep. And the Bills win the game. It easily could have gone a different way. It didn't. And the ball bounced Buffalo's way. For New England last year, it was such an anomaly for them to lose close games, for them to cough it up late. Belichick handled it very well, I thought, and realized that it was going to be that kind of season. But it did play a role being prepared for this year. It's a different Patriots team. They brought in a lot of new faces, and they've got young players that have played primetime roles for them. I think Bill has chosen different parts of his messaging and personality to use this year, pulling back in some areas, pushing harder in other areas. But when you have a rookie quarterback, this is not supposed to happen. It just isn't. Mm. So not to say it's gravy for them, Mike, but I do think they are farther along in the process than anybody thought they would be. That's not to say that they're going to accept the loss and be okay with it. They have a high standard. But in the evolution process for the Buffalo Bills, it's really important. It's the next step. Ian Eagle, NFL on CBS, will have the call of Patriots and Bills. And I, I, I can't even thank you enough for doing this. I know your schedule is so nutty. You've been so great to me through the years. And hey, by the way, if you if you get that bad circulation in the press box, you know, I, I don't know. Stay away from the Viagra, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bart Scott has uh, definitely garnered some attention this week. I uh, I don't think we're going to touch that yeah. in the open, but you never know. The broadcast can go in, in weird directions. Oh, man, a lot of heat packs and a lot of hot chocolate, although you don't want to go to the bathroom, too. Thanks so much, my man. All right, Mike. All the best, bud. Good luck. ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Brewerton Ace Hardware. Stop on over there, Route 11, if you're in and around the area. My goodness, they've got everything inside and outside for your home from brand new toilets to garbage cans to barbecue uh, grills and a heck of a lot more. They do have local vendors with beef jerky, pickles, uh, you name it, they've got it. And uh, it's just a great place to be. Jeff and his team, they're doing an awesome job. They have, you know, soil. They've got mulch for your for your summertime. Uh, you know, all those potted plants will be coming back here when the spring hits. And during the wintertime, all that stuff that you need, working inside, working outside, they've got all that too. Bertonace Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Also a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to Camillus Golf Club, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, Stanley Law Offices, and our great friends over at Rosie's Corner. Fish Friday every single week, comfort food, meatloaf Monday, turkey slop Tuesday, chicken and biscuit Wednesday. Hey, here's an idea. Go to Burtonace Hardware, do some shopping, and then pop into Rosie's for lunch or dinner right up the road. They're just, a, what, eight, 900 feet away from each other, so make sure you do both there. Rosie's Corner, pizza, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more, available on the new Slice app and on Grubhub as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Huge thank you to Ian Eagle from the NFL on CBS. He'll have tonight's call between the Patriots and the Bills. This is the ML Sports Platter. Hit me at Mike L Sports on Twitter. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.